Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, it is a Wednesday. I am in uh, Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. You're back in Pittsburgh, uh, I assume, trying to stay warm. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a little nasty out, but snow's starting to melt and whatnot. We'll be fine. We'll toughen through it. Don't worry. <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> I had to put a jacket on today. It was 59 degrees down here. So. Oh, wow. Poor yesterday. I, worse than, you know, yesterday, I got sunburned. So. Um, yeah. Great. You know, it was a uh, nasty day, but today, uh, today, a, a second day of practices here for the national and the American teams. And um, I wanted to talk about some of the stuff I saw on day one, uh, some of the things I've seen here on day two. I, I like, and maybe it's just because I'm paying more attention mm-hmm. to these guys, but I like what I'm seeing from the guys in the trenches. I could see that. So to pull back the curtain again, I'm back in Pittsburgh. I am totally caught up on everything that happened Tuesday. I've read like crazy. I've watched all the coverage. I've talked to some people. Um, as of Wednesday stuff, I have no clue what happened yet. That's after we hit record here, I'm going to go dig in. So one day of exposure from where I'm sitting, I think it looks really good. I mean, I thought the corners were great. Maybe a mid-round, third-round wide receivers are, are interesting. There, there's some offensive linemen, I think, are standing out. And as you said, the trench guys are great. I mean, every draft year I'm blown away by the defensive linemen, just the the level of athleticism and the variety of them that come out every year into the league. Yeah, I, I uh, spoke to uh, Keon White yesterday, <laughs> and, uh, he, you know, he was he's a guy – they list him as an, as an edge. Um, today they kicked him inside. He was rushing from from the interior. And winning there, um, and he's just an interesting dude. Uh, listed officially at six four and six eights, and two hundred eighty pounds. Uh, they do do measurements down here, so that is up to date. Uh, oh yeah, yeah for this. So, um, and, and when I spoke to him yesterday, he mentioned that uh, I'm, 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 you know, there's there's three or four other guys there standing there with me, and I I jumped in, and he starts talking about he's talking about you know his position versatility. Uh, you know, the ability to to play a, a bunch of different, uh, you know, gap uh, control schemes and things of that nature. And I uh, said, well, you know, it's like Mike T says, the best ability is that availability like to do a lot of different stuff. And I'm like, you're quoting Mike T, Mike Tomlin. He says, yeah, you know, he's he's down here in the field. He's coaching us up. I see him at back at the hotel. Like, you know, Mike Tomlin, it, it, you know, he's not, this isn't a vacation for him. Like he's one of the few visible. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the few head coaches who are actually down on the field uh, watching this stuff up close. Yeah. And, and and not only is he watching, but he's giving pointers to these guys. It's obvious on the broadcast. Everyone says that, you know, I've been there in different capacities. I went almost every year when I was at ESPN. I mean, when I was at the Browns. And you'll see some of the guys are kind of kicking back with their feet up, you know, talking. Or some of them are looking for an offensive coordinator Few of them are hands-on, though, and it sure seems like he's hands-on maybe more and more every year. I mean, he was very involved with the quarterbacks last year, and, oh, by the way, they drafted a quarterback. (laughs) You know, like – Two years ago, he was watching the running backs very closely, and lo and behold, they take a running back in the first round. Yes, and I saw him up close and personal with the offensive linemen, the tackles yesterday. Um, I'm sure he's going to spend some time with the defensive lineman, as you mentioned, but he's a big presence and he's a lot more involved in the scouting world than people realize, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, there's definitely some guys that, that you look at, um, 
on both sides of the trenches in this in this setting that uh, really stand out. I I, I talked to Bray, uh, Blake Freeland today, the the tackle oh, at BYU, okay. and he is a he was moving back and forth. So yesterday on first day of practice, he was just at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Today he bumped over Let me to the stop right you side. Real quick, if you don't mind, because yeah. I want to throw this out there when you mentioned White is it amazes me what they ask of these kids because their first practice with any of these other teammates was yesterday. Right. So usually on Tuesday, left tackle stay at tackle, center stay at center, defense edges stay at edges. But by Wednesday, the next day, it's like, hey, Keon White, now you're going to play D tackle today. Hey, look, <laughs> play right tackle today. Center, tr- let's see if you can play guard. I remember when Cam Sutton was there, he was playing deep middle center field uh, safety, you know, like in the second day. And there's really only three real days of practice. So, right, right. Really expand your horizons, whether you can do it or not. Yeah. I mean, Cody Mach, uh, you know, from the kid out of North Dakota yeah, yeah. was playing guard today. Uh, he kicked inside the guard. He said they, they, they said this morning they might even ask him to play some center, do some yeah, center snaps. Yeah. Just see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. You know, think about doing that. And, you know, it's a kind of a big deal for these kids. You know, that's all. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, someone's never snapped before or, you know, things like that are really difficult. And Zion Johnson last year, I mean, we all knew he was going to be a first round guard. He's out there playing center like a champ, you know, and just adding to your resume. And I, and I think the good scouts, the good evaluators don't hold it against you when they ask you to do something new and you struggle. But if you don't look out of place, it's like, well, jot that one down. You know, maybe he can do it or I know a guy we're going to talk about a ton is the massive human being, Jones, the the left tackle, um, Dewan Jones from Ohio State. And the whole world says right tackle only. He's 375 pounds. I'm like, well, I bet they try him <laughs> at left tackle and we'll see what yeah. it looks like. You know, or all, all these guys are going to get tested that way. Now, he wasn't there today and I didn't get yeah. any word yet on on why he wasn't there. I don't know if that's an injury or or, you know, what was going on with him. Uh, but he definitely stood out in the crowd, as did Freeland, who I've, who I've, you know, yeah, the, interesting. Who I just mentioned uh, another big tackle, you know, six. Uh, well, they list him at six, seven, and four, Over six, eight. I thought, yeah, six, seven, and four, eight. So he's six, seven and a half, and yeah. uh, three hundred and twelve pounds. So mm-hmm. you know, he carries that three hundred and twelve pounds very well. He looks like a power forward. Yeah, uh, athlete. And, yeah. And the nice thing about him is, you know, a lot of the BYU kids are usually overaged. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 21 years old. Yeah, yeah. And he's got four years of starting experience under his belt. So, you know, he, he, he started this – he told me today he started his first two years at right tackle and then kicked over to the left side the last two years, which is usually what happens a lot of times in college because, mm-hmm. you know, they put the, the younger guy or the new guy goes in at right tackle and then you flip back over. So I'm like, you know – was it was it tough going back over to the right side today? You know, you hadn't played there in two years. He goes, yeah, it's a little, you know, a little different, but you, you know, you just pick it right back up after a couple of reps. So, you know, that, that position flexibility for these guys uh, is huge. Um, yeah. You know, if you, if you can get a tackle. So, you know, so, so many times, um, you know, a young tackle, they come in, I only want to play on the left side or they're only capable of playing on the right side because of their okay. foot speed. Yeah. Right, right. In fact, that's the much more common thing that, that the guy is a right tackle only. So if you can get a guy who can play left tackle and right tackle and do it effectively, 
I mean, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty valuable, without question. And those lines have blurred a little bit because honestly, the big heavy fillet right tackle only still has to deal with T.J. Watt, and you know, <laughs> so they they kind of flame out no matter what. So I think some of that stigma is leaving, but you know, you're 100 percent right, and it brings us back to the Steelers. Like, if I were in charge, I would be more in the market for a left than a right. And if you look at a guy and he can only play right, well, that's going to drop him a round or two, in my opinion, if I'm the Steelers. Yeah, because what you don't want to happen if you're right, if you're let's say your left tackle goes down, let's say mm-hmm. you, you go back into next season, Dan Moore's your your left tackle, Chukwuekwu is your right tackle. And you've drafted a player who can only play right tackle, mm-hmm. and he's one of your guys. Then you probably either need to a sign a veteran who's capable of playing left tackle, or if you have a left tackle injury, now you got to maybe move Chukwuekwu to the left side, and it. and so you're you're changing two spots instead of one, and possibly getting worse at two spots. And you know Chukes has done both, but he's pretty comfortable at right tackle. That's yeah, he. I, I've talked him. to him. He. He wants to be a right tackle. He wants to play. You sure. know, that's where he's more comfortable. So yeah. and once you're established, that's cool. You know, you are a right tackle. You're one of the yeah. best you know, 15 right tackles going. You're going to stay there, you know. So, no, I think that's a big deal. Um, I know a guy that you've brought up a couple times that I think is really intriguing is is the center from Minnesota. Yeah, uh, yeah, John Michael Schmitz. Yes, I was forgetting his name for a second there. Really looks the part, stout. I bet they'll ask him to play guard and he'll probably be just fine, but I, I have a feeling he might be the first center off the board. Yeah. He looks, he looks pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you know, that position, now we say first center off the board and we're still probably talking about a, a second round type guy. You have yeah. to be as, as a center for a center to go in the first round, you have to be really special. And I'm not saying he, you know, John Michael Schmitz can't be special, but typically, those guys go toward the end of the first round, somewhere in the second round. Right. Like, he's not going to test like Linderbaum or bend like Pouncey coming out. I mean, yeah. he, he profiles as a, uh, to me, uh, preliminary you know, scouting here. He, he looks like a long-term starting, very good center, but probably not a special one. You know, so that's yeah. a two player, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I do think, you know, when, when I look at those, those, the offensive linemen there, there are some, definitely some good prospects there. Um, I want to talk more about the uh, Wisconsin defensive tackle, Keanu Benton. Mm, okay. Um, he I'm looked really good today in one-on-ones. Yeah. And, you know, he gets off the ball. He, he's strong. Uh, looks like he can rush the passer a little bit. Now, maybe that's not his strength. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He's a big run stuffer, but. I mean, that's a guy, you know, is maybe a, a third round type guy that that uh, would certainly have some value there. Yeah, I like him quite a bit, especially through a Steeler lens. I think he's more a Lualu than he is. Yeah, you know, yeah. If I were to compare him to any of the the Steelers currently, kind you know, recent dudes. In fact, his body type looks like Tyson's. Does he really? Yeah, thick, the big build. thick waist, big thick legs. You know, he bullies he's got that base. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not going to run a four, eight, he's not going to run a four, seven, but as nose tackles go, he's st- certainly not as stiff. And like, there's a lot of those guys in the league, like Greg Gaines from the uh, Rams who plays next to Aaron Donald. It just does the dirty work and it's just hard to play against. And that, that centers and guards that he faces for 60 minutes, 
know it at the end of the day. I yeah, mean, you get beat up. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, boy, this is getting old, you know. Uh, Benton's that type of guy to me that maybe even Steeler second round pick or third. I mean, but he would be very useful in a Steeler rotation. Yeah, it's uh, definitely um, when, when you look at that guy, uh, he's, he just screams, uh, you know, nose tackle type that, that mm-hmm. uh, you know, Again, can he give you anything as a pass rusher? Maybe, but that's not, again, that's not going to be his, if he does, it's gravy. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and but he's three and a half. He's not six foot bowling ball, Casey Hampton guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with, with some longer arms, you know. Um, one of the other guys that that's kind of stood out to me that I really didn't know a ton about um, was the, uh, the defensive tackle out of uh, Northwestern. Um, I'm, I'm going to just completely butcher his name here. Um, it's uh, <laughs> Adatomia Adetom- or what? <laughs> Adabuari. I got the last name right. I didn't get the. It's so Adi Adabuari. Um, Starts with an A, right? Yeah, yeah. A, uh, they list him as an edge. And he and he. I talked to him today, and he said, you know, they they had him playing edge. At Northwestern, he played, you know, the seven gap and, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Um, but he's six, one and a half, 285 pounds. Um, yeah. Long arms. Long arms. Has he quick off the bay? I mean, his first step reminded me, I hate to say this about a kid, but a little bit of Javon Hargrave. Really? Interesting. It just has that, that, that quick first step that makes him tough to get a, get the, for the offensive lineman to get their hands on him. I know less about him than the other names we've brought up, but the little I, I you know, if, if you're going to p- put him, you know, we just we just t- said the Wisconsin kid reminds me of Lulu. This guy would be more leal to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two eighty five ish, maybe gets to two ninety five. Wins with quickness, can play low, probably can move him up and down the line of scrimmage depending on down and distance. My hunch is if he's from Northwestern, he's no dummy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, you know some of those guys in the secondary. Um, I was watching corner, six foot with long arms. Sure seems like it. <laughs> in, in fact, I mean you know the biggest guy in the secondary here is the kid out of Boise, JL Skinner. Yeah, he's six a six four safety. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and There's you know he looks like a shooting guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's just yeah, yeah. he's uh, six four in a in a quarter. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, it changes directions reasonably well for that size and, and, uh, just an interesting prospect. I mean, as I would imagine, um, he would match, he would be a tight end matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. he's not the biggest guy. He's, he probably needs to put on a little bit of weight, but, uh, you know, that size is certainly something that, that, uh, is, catches your eye. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without question. And I can't get over the corner class. Cause I mean, some of the top surefire first rounders aren't there as usual but every time i look at the corners they're all exactly what the steelers are after in terms of height weight speed length all these types of all yeah, they're they're definitely all big enough to ride to ride yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna they're gonna end up with a corner they like i'm sure i mean it just seems like the market sets up really well for that um the dude from miami looks really impressive a corner so there's been quite a few of them. The one from K-State stood out, too. I mean, getting a lot of good reviews. So it's an interesting group. And um, you and I haven't had this conversation. But what's tough about being at the Senior Bowl, especially if you're by yourself, you can't really watch receivers in corners. No. 
position. You know, like yeah. you almost have to pick one of the three position groups. Like today I'm going to do linebackers and running backs. Tomorrow I'm going to do corners and uh, receivers. And then I'm going to do big men or whatever. So we always went down in teams and, you know, you had an assignment for the week. Yeah, it's it's difficult to watch all that stuff. So you just try to take in as much as you can. And, and uh, you know, I try to move around a little bit and, and get mm-hmm. different, uh, you know, thoughts on on different guys um that cornerback class or the defensive back class i should say raleigh moss out of iowa yeah had the fastest time down here in on day one he ran they were they measure him in miles per hour Mm -hmm. Uh and then they'll translate it over to 40 times uh you know later in the week uh but his time was 19.73 miles per hour wow um, a lot of, a lot of really people, project, yeah, yeah, a lot of people projecting him as a safety, but that 19.73 miles per hour, that's like half a mile per hour faster than any other defensive player that's here this week. Really? Thus okay. far. The next closest guy is, uh, Anthony Johnson out of uh, Virginia and he ran a 1937, uh, Moss was at 1973. Okay. Uh, again, I, some of this is just stuff I've read, but they mentioned Moss several different places saying there was a time on Tuesday where he was beaten by a step or so late in the route. And remember there's no pass rush and they have all the room. It's it's hard on defensive backs, but he made it up like this, you know, like, yeah, you know, he could, it has the ability to bait quarterbacks because he can make up for it or make a receiver think that he's, he's beating them and then close that gap. And he's over six foot. Right. Right. I mean, he's a, he's a big, I think that's why people are looking at him as maybe a, a safety. Well, he's, he's, you know, a big, a bigger guy, but again, he's got the acceleration. Now mm-hmm. the fastest guy here was Jaden Reed, the wide receiver out of Michigan state. He uh, talked, I can't wait the, to talk to pursuit about. Yeah. This yeah. He, he topped out at 20 point, uh, just over 20 miles per hour. Um, I don't you know, know if you did much homework on him, but he had a down year. And that's why I want to talk to Mike because he's seen every snap. And and they basically said the Michigan State offense was not so great. You know, yeah. Walker, those guys were in the pros. And, but two years ago, Reed lit it up for them. And most people seem to think that he's the player from two years ago, not the stat guy from this year. But there was a lot of buzz about him on Tuesday. Yeah, he can fly. Um, so th- that's definitely a guy to keep an eye on as well. Matt, we're going to take a break uh, right. when we come back. Well, somebody retired today. Uh, we'll talk about that and uh, what that means overall for the rest of the league. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, you know, you can listen to all of our podcasts. They're all uh, available on the Steelers mobile app, The uh, wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, certainly, uh, we appreciate it when you do that. And uh, we'll be back with more right after this.